way to get rid of tension is to do just the opposite of all the things that cause it. Hello, welcome to the Babble Rhythm. Babble Rhythm. Episode <laughs> two. Why have you gone Jamaican? You <laughs> 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 Babble Rhythm man. Hey, come in and join the party with the Babble Rhythm. What the fuck was that about? I don't know. Anyway, episode two. If you don't know what this is, this is the topical show where we talk about random topics as created by our special algorithm, the Babble Rhythm. Random topic generator. It is, basically, yeah. Great. I think that's enough, isn't it? I think so. Are so, you going to press the button? I think you should press the button. Okay, I'll press the button. You press the button. Okay, I'm pressing the button. Go on, then. <laughs> oh, the random. <laughs> Oh dear. The random noises that the babble rhythm makes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, you ready for this this fantastic list of fucking random shit? Yes, hit me. Okay, number one is oil. Okay. Number two is volleyball. Right. Number three is bats. Cool. Number four is coffee. Number five is motorcycles. Okay. Number six is radio. Number seven is card. Number eight, eight. Number eight is salt. Salt. So number one, oil. Oil. Fucking hell, oil. Oil. Have a problem thinking of something for this one. Hey. <laughs> I tell you what. Why is virgin olive oil so fucking expensive? That's a good point, actually. It's like. I mean, I get. I know why. What? Theoretically. Hang on. Right, virgin olive oil, right? So yeah. I assume that means that it is olive oil that has not been touched by another olive. I mean, I don't know. but I actually do know, but it's really fucking boring. Well, just very briefly explain what the virgin part is. Essentially, extra virgin olive oil is mechanically pressed. Right. Um, rather than being produced chemically... So, right. So it's that's to do that's with virgin, is it? Levels. Yeah. So, so extra virgin is it's, extra pressed by machines. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah, it's more of an organic way of pressing the olives, essentially. Oh, you're correct. That was incredibly boring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but I, I think because someone said to me the other day, well, you, you shouldn't cook with olive oil. What? Why? Oh, because it burns too quickly, which maybe is true. But I've always cooked. If if olive oil is there, I have used it for cooking. But people just kind of glob it all over their fucking salad. What? Why? Why would you want to do that? I I don't know. Maybe that's because we're philistines and have fucking working class taste buds. But yeah. like, I don't really want oily lettuce. No, I don't. I mean, I mean, oily lettuce would probably be my stage name if I were a Blackpool <laughs> performer. <laughs> I imagine you'd be a ventriloquist. <laughs> Not you would be a ventriloquist. <laughs> Fuck me, I can't even say the word ventriloquist. Oh, um, topic number dos volleyball. I mean, I've never played volleyball. 
I've seen volleyball played in the Olympics as it's a surprisingly well-covered sport. Yeah, I wonder what... Particularly female volleyball. I have noticed that I have never once seen a male volleyball game... Ad, you know, advertised, broadcast on any of the Olympic, you know, sort of bits that they put on the BBC. Mm. Never seen the male team. Really seen quite a lot yeah, of the, the very various female teams. Yeah, it's very interesting. That, Specifically, isn't it? the Brazilians. We, yeah, we tend to see. I don't know why. A hell of a lot of them. Also, I look at you know. On, <laughs> I mean, on a serious note. Does wearing that little? I mean, I'm, if they've chosen that clothing for themselves, all power to them. But. Does it help? Does it help wearing I mean, like a thong? being naked the way forward? <laughs> I mean, my my where I went with that is there's a volleyball court on the seafront in Brighton, and I see people playing volleyball. And I, I walk past and so I was like, "Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! We're playing volleyball for God. it's a pointless fucking game." Go and sign on. <laughs> Topic number three: bats. Wow, winged spawn of Satan. So, as it goes, bats are the thing that I'm most scared of in the entire world. I fucking hate bats. Oh, man. I mean, there's lots of bats around here. They fly over the house and all that sort of stuff. And there's just, like... I have a story from my dad when he went back home to Grantham. And uh, they were were in the front room and his nan sat in the chair. And they're in, like, an old-school sort of, like, countryfied cottage-type there. So, big old open chimney. And my nan's in the chair asleep, all the way back, <laughs> catching flies, dad and whoever's watching the TV, and there's a bit of a scuffle and a coming down the chimney, and at the bottom, lands a bat. I would have a heart attack. Well, something woke the old woman, who was deaf as a pose, because all of a sudden her neck snaps, and she goes, <gasps> and she's in, like, Air Force One-style panic, like, red alert, <laughs> running all over the place diving in the room and they they picked it up with a net in the end got a fishing net hooked it over it trapped it took it outside let him crawl away and he flew off and fucked off but there's something about a bat like a winged rat Mm, essentially that is almost 99% guaranteed to have rabies you know my genuine fear of bats yeah like we've been in and I I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with three separate incidents with bats that are all very quick (laughs) the first is when I was probably about 15 there was a guy who grew up round where we are currently recording who for some unknown reason because I was a fucking delight took a particular disliking to me and decided that at a park he was wanted to have a fight with me Uh, a fracas now at that age I was young dumb and thought I was hard so obviously I wasn't going to back away from a fight yeah um and there's quite a few people there all kind of about it yeah and I turn up and we start kind of shit talking back and forth yeah. and all of a sudden a bat flies about two centimetres from my face I scream and I don't mean I go Ugh! I scream uh, and run full pelt away from the fight that's amazing because I was like fuck this bat fuck this <laughs> the second bat story I have is I'm walking back again around probably only a few months later my one of my school friends lived about five minute walk from where we both used to live yeah. 
Um, and I'm carrying a duvet back, and he's carrying a pillow because he's coming for a sleepover. It's already 13, 14. Okay. And a bat, again, decides to swoop down two centimetres from my face. <laughs> and I just quite calmly just lay on the floor in a fetal position and just started crying. <laughs> weeping. And then the last one, I was about 17. And a friend of mine's parents had a really big um, country house. Right. Um, a guy I went to college with. <coughs> we were all at that time in bands and we were in a band together. Okay. And his parents had gone away for the weekend. And he'd invited us and a few other people to come and record at his house. Because his parents were fairly affluent and had like, you know, studio equipment and stuff in okay, the house. Right, yeah. So it's quite late at night. <clears throat> I may or may not have partaken in some beverages activities, and I'm recording bass guitar and standing in front of the bass amp with some headphones on, as you do when you record. And it's summer, so it's really hot night. All the windows are open. Right. I'm in a room by myself with the door closed in order, for, you know, for the best acoustics. Which, feel. obviously, in hindsight, it's electric bass amp. The acoustics <laughs> mean nothing. Yes. And a bat flies in through the window. <laughs> and because I've got the headphones on, and I'm fucking slap at a beer. <laughs> I don't hear this fucking bat flying through the window, and I see this kind of shudder in the light. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I look up, and there's a fucking bat hanging from one of the beams in the in the room. Yeah. I, again, scream, <laughs> but where I've got this fucking, like, 500-watt bass cab, I throw the bass guitar on the floor, the wire pulls out of the, ba- of the amp, so you get, boom! <laughs> the whole fucking house starts vibrating. I go, running out of the room and there's like nine 17 year olds who run into my mate's parents bedroom open all the windows in the house and just shut the door and we're all just sat on the bed and I just go there's a fucking <laughs> and it started on a school trip to Cheddar Gorge and I had a bit of like an eerie thing about bats anyway and also I was in year 7 so I was 11 <coughs> we go to Cheddar Gorge we go in this fucking cave. Yeah. And I was a bit sketchy anyway. And I could, I've got really strong memories of this. I said to the guy who was doing the talk on the stalagmites and stalactites, <laughs> I was like, is there any bats in this cave? He was like, don't worry, little man. You're all good. Shined a torch up into the corner of the cave and there's like 400 fucking bats <laughs> that come co- fucking careering towards us. All the other kids are going, oh my god! I just go, ah! <laughs> run out of the gorge and run. And I kid you not, right, the steps that went down to the gorge were like 10 feet fucking wide. So I'm like galloping <laughs> down these fucking steps trying to get away from the bats. I fucking ate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So that's bats covered. Yeah, next topic. Fucking ate them. Coffee. Hate it. Me too. Won't drink it, don't drink it. No, it's disgusting. But what I hate even more 
is people who turn their nose up at the fact that you don't like coffee. Yeah, because they have a mocha choco spice latte. It's like, oh, oh. No, but it's even worse than that now. It's like McDonald's did that great advert about someone not knowing what a flat white was or an Americano or whatever the fuck. Right. Obviously, I live in trendy, trendy Brighton where there's a coffee shop every two two fucking steps and it's that kind of culture of coffee just dry and that puts me off I might even I, I, I might like it more now than I did when I was younger but I was just like nah fuck you I'm not going to drink it I'm not going to be a coffee I'm person not gonna, I'm not going to be a coffee person I'm not going to be a vegan do you know what I mean I'm not going to go and live on a fucking kibbutz I'm not interested kibbutz. and I think that yeah I don't get it I don't get why people fucking drink coffee it's like, everywhere man it's like people have it just to be relevant it's like yeah. why is coffee re- designer coffee it's ridiculous what no and you go into these like really bespoke minimalist coffee shops yeah and they've all got like hand ground beans for these, <laughs> you know like, oh and it's when they go oh because I, I don't obviously I don't drink coffee but most people I know drink coffee you go in with someone who's buying a coffee and they go you got to the counter oh, I'll have a fucking I don't know, long white I don't know what the fuck that is and they go oh do you like the uh, Guatemalan or the Ecuadorian I, yeah. like, I don't know what difference what do does it make give me know. a fucking coffee what do you want me to do wrap it in my gums yeah. fuck off just mm, the effervescence of fucking bullshit <laughs> fuck off next topic motorcycles Um, I've never been on a motorcycle per se but I have been on mopeds. I really thought you were going to say bicycle. I was like, dude, it's not the same. Thing. I have been on a bicycle. I know you're like Bradley fucking Wiggins. Definitely not the same thing. No. Uh, but no, I had one moped experience, <coughs> and it was a Honda Melody. Wow, good. Knowledge. At the time, it was older than us by twice our age. Okay. Uh, we were 15, by the way. So this is a 30-year-old thing that came from the 1970s at the time. So was it like a kind of modped? It it would have been. Right. If it had all the bells and whistles and ten million mirrors on the front, <laughs> yeah, and all that yeah. but it wasn't. Um, it was just a little tiny thing that was so pathetic. The top speed on the road, uh, again, this was road legal and was used to get to and from work by its owner, was twenty mile an hour. So it was like Harry and Lloyd in Dumb and Dumb. It really was. <laughs> You'd have to go downhill to get any faster. It's hilarious. Fuck yeah. And the the one sort of thing I can remember about it was uh, my friend brought it round and I had some people at my house already and one of the, one of the guys was a bit of a bit of a, a geezer bit of a thought himself a bit of all that and uh, we, we all had a go because it was brand new I'll bring my, my moped round showing it off all quite young mm. and uh, we went yeah go on and have a go so we all take turns donning the helmet and going up and down the road having a little play on the moped and I go up and down fine it's quite good yeah alright fair enough I, I think I'll wait out for a car and then Chevy Geezer mate as a go and he gets on it and he goes to the end of the road and he stops and he doesn't turn around but he stands up and he performs a pose a la The Undertaker during his biker guy stage <laughs> yeah. Uh, ah, yeah I am American badass ba- exactly the American yeah, okay. badass Undertaker from, from wrestling and he, st- he stands up and he goes to put his hand in the air the same way now what he completely forgets is how a bike works mm. and how bikes work is you twist the throttle handle now what he does is keep hold of the throttle handle while he stands up and because he uses it to stand up he actually pushes the throttle down while not sitting on the moped and we watch from the other end of the road bearing in mind I am stood next to the man that has just bought this bloody thing Mm. we watch as it bounces towards the wall (laughs) 
And the panic in the driver was fantastic. And what I can only say was a wonderful testament to don't be a dick. Yeah. The only thing I can say about motorcycles is um, I have no, I've never had an interest in... I mean, I quite like in midlife crisis to get Harley and just fucking chop her around like I'm in Sons of Anarchy. But... Granted. My... Uh, one of my ex-girlfriends, her mum started dating this super rich guy and he had a Harley, like a real fucking expensive Harley. Yeah. And I can remember what, when he first brought it round, I sat on it and had a photo taken on it. Don't know why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why I thought that was a good idea. But anyway, banked that, didn't think any of it. Yeah. And I met a girl in a pub like two years later when I was single and um, she was real into motorbikes and I said because I was a twat oh yeah I've got a motorbike and she went oh really I was like yeah 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 and I sort of in my head thinking I'm just half sort of taking the piss hmm. and showed her the picture of me sat on this fucking Harley didn't think it would ever come up in conversation again but later on that evening, she says to me, bearing in mind, I had, I think I was over in Portsmouth, so I'd got on the ferry and water stuff. She was like, and she didn't, hadn't been drinking or whatever. So she said, do you, do you want a lift back? So I said, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Like, that'd be great. It saves me getting the late night ferry and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was on a fucking motorbike. She had a fucking, like, Kawasaki ninja motorbike. <laughs> and she was like, hop on. So I was like, what the fuck? So I'd never been on a motorbike in my life. I was always terrified of a motorbike. Oh, my God. So then I'm panicking because I'm like, shit, I can't... I've told her that I've got you a motorbike. You need to be brave. So she's like, yeah, there's a helmet in the back. Now, I hate to admit this, but it's the one and only time in the entirety of my life I have been really pleased that I've got a massive head. You couldn't get the helmet on. Because I couldn't get the helmet on. Oh, my God. So I had to be like, well, oh, sorry, I can't get the helmet on. It's a bit too small for me. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, you can't go on the back without it. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I love going 100 miles an hour on the back of a fucking <laughs> motorbike holding on to that little plastic bit. <laughs> so for the one time Woo! in my life, my massive head fixed, you know, sorted me out. You saved yourself. Number six, radio. Well, don't I, listen to the radio. I don't. I mean, I have no choice while I'm in the car sometimes because my playlist is not child-friendly. Children, yeah. So I, I put the radio on, and all I can say is, it's shit. Yeah. I mean, you hear the odd good song. I won't lie. There is the odd toe tapper out there. Oh yeah, it gets in your head. And but fine. I mean, ugh. what's even worse, I think, is. You know, I don't listen. If I used to listen to Radio Four because obviously I'm a cultured and an academic motherfucker, every morning on the way to work, and then I just got really annoyed. <laughs> so I was sort of like this. Um, but what's even worse than like Radio One, Radio One, quirky, funny, Radio Oneness? Yeah. Um, is something like Planet Rock. Planet Rock, which my dad always used to listen to, and it's like if I have to hear Joe Bonamassa one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm gonna kill someone. If I listen to Planet Rock, I want to listen to good music. I don't want to listen to fucking Alice Cooper every two minutes. Yeah. Fucking Judas Priest and fucking Van Halen. <laughs> play some decent fucking music. But didn't you say that Radio One have mugged us off? Uh, not not mugged us off, but. 
it, it does seem that a lot of their things are very similar to things that we do. Oh, interesting. I mean, they have got this thing. Right. Uh, it's called Rage Against the Answer Machine. That's a pretty decent name. I'm annoyed. It's, it's a very good name. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was made by uh, Greg James, I think. I don't know who that is. Uh, one of the presenters. I think it was a morning show, an evening show. No idea. Either way, he's got this thing. And people ring in and they say about little, you know, idiosyncrasies within life that annoy them. It's very similar to a thing that we've got in a different show mm. and uh, yeah so it was, it, you know, and I'm a bit concerned because who knows there could be a, a babble rhythm type thing created by Radio 1 ok so we're going to trademark right now babble rhythm yes so just, just Radio 1 keep your incredibly well financed mitts off, off our, our shit yeah. keep, keep our stuff out of your business yes I yeah. think that's stay nice in your lane it. Radio 1 but we'll keep you posted listeners if we feel we're being if there's a mole in the babble <laughs> network <laughs> <coughs> next topic cards cards now is this playing cards I mean I think we are able to, you know the babble rhythm is spoken we're able to interpret that in whichever way we see fit well if it's birthday and Christmas I will What's say the that point? they're utterly fucking point they're a waste of a treat yeah they are like we need to stop sending cards how many people one read a card you'll see who it, you read who it's from and that is it yeah you don't read the front you don't read the bits and bobs. Unless it's an exemplary comedy card. Which we d- kind of do. We we go above and beyond to yeah. get something beyond basic for each other. Because, yeah. one, we want each other to keep the cards. Yeah. We don't want to end up in the bin. But that's the point. You get a bunch of cards for Christmas, all your friends, all your family, blah, blah, blah. Nice, I've got 50 cards. All of them in the fucking bin two days later. Yeah. Not bothered. You're not going to have them up around your house. You're not going to put them in frames. <coughs> no, also there's this weird kind of... People saying, oh, my mum said to me before Christmas, have you sent your Christmas cards? What? What do you mean? And, like, she's got people that she hasn't spoke to in 20 years, but every year they send each other a Christmas card. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, speak to him. What's the point? All the phone, don't. Chat. All just come out you like. Yeah, or you don't need to just spend money for the sake of spending money no. and chop down trees for the sake of a Christmas message you could text. At the cost of nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pointless. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a bloody good one. Yeah. Kiss. Text. I, did, I don't like all. you enough to give you money or a present, so here's a folded up piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Why? Great. I'd rather not. Enjoy it. Now I have to work and put that in the bin and recycle it. Now yeah. you're giving me stuff to do. Yeah. Inconsiderate. Next topic. Salt. Well, I think we're quite salty, aren't we? I think we can be. I think we can be, yeah. I think there are some things that get our sour faces on. <sighs> yeah, I think I think there are a few things, but I think they all ultimately fall under a few sort of topics. I think etiquette annoys both of us, yeah. or people's lack of etiquette. Definitely. I think um, people... <sighs> A general well, lack of manners as well. Yeah. Now, that whole sort of degree of uh, gentlemanliness in some men and uh, sort of... Yeah. Just to people act generally acting like good humans. Well, yeah. Not. And, I, and I think that... Yeah. And, that, and I think that we do get salty and that's kind of our MO. But I also think that that's often, I think, the best way to handle living in 
2019 in the environment that we live in yeah exactly because if you didn't have the the opportunity and the platform to be able to get a bit salty every now and then you'd go fucking crazy yeah you'd just you be know, a sponge yeah and, and soaking it all up and then the, the it, got a gift. illogical nature of the world baffles me and we've spoken about that so much in the past yeah but I think that the saltiness I think it's important I think you know and plus it, it's really good on chips yeah, it is, but I think the problem is... Yeah, that I mean, disease. if I go to the Heart chip shop... The problem, really. Well, yeah, but if I go to the chip shop, I will have salt, no vinegar, because I hate vinegar. That's probably a room divider right there. Well, it is, and, and I'll, I'll accept that I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right, but I think that, to me, vinegar is like, oh, now it tastes like vinegar. If I eat something, I want to taste the thing that I'm eating. To me, vinegar doesn't complement. It's the mayonnaise it is, yeah. of the fish and chip world. <laughs> what does that statement mean? It, it masks all taste. When you eat something with mayonnaise, it just tastes of mayonnaise. Oh, I fucking love mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, mayonnaise is great. We're white men. We obviously love <laughs> Oh, yeah, mayonnaise. that's true. I forgot our position. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, yeah, I forgot the lack of diversity in Babble HQ. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. But, I th- yeah, salt, I don't cook with salt either. Nah. I don't put salt in my food or on my food, really. I do often strive for the most exciting salt and pepper shakers because pepper, I mean, I drown everything in black pepper. <laughs> I fucking love black pepper. Good pepper. I mean, I feel a little bit like that's an anticlimactic way I mean, to finish episode two. The only other there. thing I could refer to as salt is a fucking terrible film with Angelina Jolie in it. I've not seen it. Good. It's really bad. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, if I was out, I'd probably go. For, I mean, the salt. I think that the ready salted Pringle is the, the 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 best Pringle out there. I would go for ready salted crisps over most other versions of crisps that have different flavours. So I would go for a skip or a Monster Munch or a Wheat Crunchy, but if I was going for a packet of crisps, they would always be ready salted. And I think that covers salt. But why is it ready salted? Is it meant to be already salted? Is the salt particularly ready to be consumed? Why is it called ready salted? Why is it not just called salted? It's true. Why is it ready salted? Ready salted. Why is it not already? I mean, is it lazy? Is it a colloquialism? I don't think so, because it hasn't got like an apostrophe next to it. So it's not a shortening. So it's an. Well, maybe it is. It's ready, and it's salted. There's a comma missing, surely. Ready, so yeah. Because I mean, the point that we're divulging the the grammatical grammatical um, composition of a packet of fucking crisps. Yeah, but it's not ready. Prawn cocktail. <laughs> ready, fucking ready, salt, ready, ready, ready beef onion. and onion. It doesn't. It doesn't quite. I don't know what the. I mean, I really don't know why it's called ready salted. Maybe it's like it's a great mystery. Yeah, maybe it's one of the great mysteries left in life. It is the greatest mystery of our time. Tune in to the next episode of the Babble Rhythm to see if we know why the fuck they're called ready salted. <laughs> yeah? Thanks for listening! <laughs>